Hey, hey, welcome to Web3 Weekly with your host, Blockstar Technology. Let's go. Hey, guys. We're here for the Blockstar's Web3 Weekly for our 26th episode. Today, we're just going to be have a general tra- chat around crypto, uh, mainly to do with market movers, exchanges, the new ordinal phenomenon that's happening on Bitcoin, AI lawyers, and a few other things. So um, I guess we'll get started on the market movers. Maureen, what have you seen big market yeah. movers in the crypto space? So this topic originally came about because we were discussing it amongst ourselves the other day and um joking, well, not joking, talking about the fact that Elon Musk put a tweet out saying that someone should make a truth chat GBT mm. or a truth, something like that. And then someone, uh, people got together and made the coin and that coin went up by 750,000% or something Only crazy, something wild like that. <laughs> and it's it got us talking to, you know, who are some of the really influential people in this space? that with a single tweet can move the market either up or down. And obviously, Elon <coughs> Musk is one. Yeah. Um, I printed out a list of, you know, a few that are in the industry that we're probably going to talk about. We all know Elon. He's a very controversial person, um, likes to shake things up. Um, that's still true in the crypto space. I know that he's always meet, uh, moving SHIB and stuff. And Dogecoin. Dogecoin. This list says that, so I have one list that says seven of the most and the other says 12. But, okay, so Vitalik Buterin. Vitalik, one of the founders of Of Ethereum. Ethereum. He is listed as number one on the most influential. So for those that know, he is the co-founder of Ethereum. And he's only like, how old is he like? 20-something years old. He'll be in his late 20s now. Yeah, He's so young. I think he founded Ethereum when he was like 19 or 20. Yeah, that's right. Was he still living at home when he did it? He's he's an interesting character, isn't he? If I remember reading that, yeah. Yeah, he actually got started in in crypto for a little strange fact fact for the viewers, was um, he was making um, blogs for people. And there was a website that paid in Bitcoin and, he accepted it, and then that's what brought Ooh. him into the Crypto. industry. Yeah. And went, oh, this is quite interesting. Yeah. And now he is literally one of the most powerful people in this space. Yeah. So, yeah. And so here we have number two. Um, how do you pronounce his name? CZ. Yeah, uh, not, and not, not the easy part, CZ. I meant the actual Changping Zhao. I believe it's Shangping Zhao. But for most of you out there, you know him as CZ of Binance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about him at all? Um, well, he got he got into the industry where um, a lot of exchanges only offered fiat on ramps. Mm. So you you had to have a fiat on and off ramp, and then you know you could buy Bitcoin, Ethereum at that stage in 2017 ish. And um, he's seen a problem in the market. People weren't able to trade shit coins <laughs> as they wanted because people were spinning yeah. out coins left, right, and center. And um, he actually created Binance um, 
to solve that problem and didn't accept any fee on ramps or off ramps, but allowed you to deposit your Bitcoin and Ethereum and then on trade them for other coins, mm. which got him around a lot of legal yeah. financial licensing at the time. At the time. And, at the time, um, which is our favorite and, word here. Yeah, at the time. And then um, he done quite well off that and then built up a really big team that started moving in and growing Binance into the exchange we see today. And you know what? Binance is now the undisputed largest crypto exchange in the world. So congratulations to him. Like, yeah. What and an I, achievement. And I, I was in a, a project, uh, what was it? It must have been 2020, maybe 2021, and there was a project that he tweeted on. And yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to send some crypto in there. And um, done all right, but then um, he realized what he had done and he actually goes, I am not um, affiliated, affiliated yeah, with yeah. this project. He just found it interesting personally. Right, okay. That's crazy. And then it tanked. Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> yeah. what? Um, a, a good example is because obviously as the CEO of Binance, a lot of people listen to him. He has a lot of influence. And a great example is when he influenced the bank run on FTX recently. Mm. Just by a tweet. Well, well, I heard the rumors for many months. And then, as you guys know, I came into that office the morning, but CZ did tweet about that. And I said, oh, guys, like, it's getting serious now. Just better to take it off. And um, the next morning, funds were frozen. And FTX sort of uncovered Just to be clear, they were frozen on FTX, not Binance. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. not Binance. (laughs) I I believe um, Binance got a real big uptake that day. And um, also, there was already dodgy activity going on with um, FTX that Mm. just sort of brought it to more people's attention and stopped it from going further and getting worse. So I I know, and I'm going to ask a general question, but maybe we could cover each of the people that we're talking about as well. So we know that they're able to move the market really easily. Yeah. Um, Whether that should or shouldn't happen it happens so it well, is I what think, it is i think it happens with stocks too like people can yeah, make yeah. Well, okay. and tesla like when he come out saying um tesla's gonna go private and the the stock tank. Yeah. and then um what was it the other one um there was another one on twitter when the mm. the Twitter, the new Twitter system come in mm-hmm. of um, oh, yeah. getting a verified account where you just pay your yeah. monthly subscription verified and the people went out making those fake Twitter accounts of businesses oh, yeah. like an yeah. arms dealer and a pharmaceutical yeah. company and tweeted out certain things mm-hmm. and then um, stocks crashed and stocks went up. So, so it's in every market, I think. But back to sort of my, my two-part question, though, yeah. is that obviously somebody like CZ is actually in this industry yeah would you consider elon to be in this industry i think because he is such a influential (laughs) person in business and in the world in general and because he's such a supporter of blockchain but he he is he's been you know from early days well not early early but you've seen his support with bitcoin bringing it on bringing it off talking about energy and anyone that's actually talking about crypto in a positive way and buying it and implementing it i would i would think so it's not like someone sitting behind a desk that has never bought owns no crypto and is like no no no, i I get that but but my point is that um you could have somebody that's actually working and in 
the industry ecosystem in the space the entire time. And then you can get other people. In this instance, I think that he's akin to an influencer of some description, you know. And and, and if the influencer told me to buy this particular handbag and I didn't, it fell apart three months later, well... Yeah, yeah he, he's a very smart man. I don't I, think I, I, he I'm never, he never really, yeah. he, I don't think his comments are not direct enough. Like we saw Kim Kardashian who went and put a post out but didn't say that she was getting paid by that. That yeah. is marketing, advertising. Yeah. His, I think, are a little bit different. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's the same. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, yes, while they have that influence, mm. It's still a case of buyer beware and do your own research. Oh, absolutely. So pay attention to who it is you're listening to. And you've got to and also remember there's um, bots, at, trading bots out there that are scraping Elon Musk tweets that will be the first movers before anyone else on a yeah. tweet that's yeah. got certain um, keywords in it and they will they will take profits the on bots you. Are. They do not have emotion. No, they're, and they're much faster than my thumbs on a phone. Like wow. Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. So. yeah. That's so cool. Um, so I, I love this. It says that um, CZ's thread was so influential that even Sam Bankman alluded to the pivotal role that he played in revealing the FTX scam. So he must have known something that we don't know. Well, I think he didn't want to be... He didn't want the fall of the liquidity drop on the FTT tokens that him and his exchange was holding to support uh, yeah. the trading volume. And you got to remember, that's a big thing too. Depending on the market cap and the trading volume, the smaller it is, the easier it is to, to manipulate. Yeah. Even yeah. with smaller YouTubers, I've seen it over the years of them um, buying a bag, telling telling their followers to get in and people new to crypto think they're they're great mm. and they're all experienced. It's disappointing. And they buy it and then it, it, it's happened so much. It's but even in the stock market we've yeah. got a local one that's I, just been there's rules and regulations against people doing that in stocks. And my understanding is that there's going to be actual fines coming from the SEC if YouTubers and influential people I've, do manipulate like knowingly manipulate the market for their gain or benefit. I think without actually telling them, they must disclose if they are if they hold a position in that stock. Yeah. That's my understanding. Yeah, and I think um, governments, even even ASIC in Australia, yeah. are coming down on it. If yeah, which it's a two edged sword. You know, you could have a, a group or a Facebook group, and if you're saying, "Oh, this looks like a good stock." Um, you can be done for promoting yeah. without a financial license. Yeah. But I see where they're coming from. But at the same time, look at, um, what what is it, uh, Wall Street Bets, mm-hmm. how, how they out, they managed to outsmart um, institutional oh, investors. Was that the game, with, that gaming thing? Yeah, 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 GME. So, um and they put it like they put a lot of technical data in there to find out what was going on, and the the stock itself was shorted by one hundred and twenty percent. Where these big hedge funds were pretty much destroying GameStop as a business model, yeah. And they come in and took the other side, and they outplayed them. And uh, that is yeah, that's so an cool. I love, I love that. The power of the people. I power really think people. that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a. Nice little victory story, isn't it? (laughs) Well, not really because Robinhood um, stopped buys and only let you sell and reverted it back, which is a story for another day. Uh 
So you said yeah. that, that people, like in the example you gave with like a Facebook group, were saying like, you know, if this is a good thing. Even if they preface it with this is not financial advice, yeah, I don't think that quite cuts it. <laughs> I think, I think you still have to have certain things disclosed. It can be not financial advice, but you still have to have this other rules that are around it. Like you have to disclose, like if it's a paid partnership, or yeah. you have to disclose if you if any movement as a result of what you say will benefit you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, or if you have, or if have anything to do with the project or whatever. So, and that's a whole nother kettle of fish in its yeah. own of investigation. But, and but that's track, one right? of those things where if, if you honestly believe that something was going to do well, yeah, um, well enough to tell somebody, then surely you would have some form of stake in it if you believed it anyway. Yeah, but but you can also appreciate a good project or you can, you know, see what people are doing and be like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. You don't have to be involved in every project or coin or token to be like, oh, I can see that going far or I I think that's a great concept or, you know, I've heard a lot of you talking about this. Let's take a look at it together. Like there's still so many other options. My my point was the ones that people are mostly going to speak about would be the ones that they think are going to do well and would therefore have some form of stake. And I'm not saying they're getting paid to promote it. But they're investing. You know. mm. yeah. yeah. And people have been, it has been growing where people are releasing that. But then again, technically, how many followers do you need before you're an, in, a, an, an influencer? Like, influence what do they class that as? So if I have 10 followers and I say, oh, this is a great buy. Yeah. Are they, are they, they won't go that low on the level, but when you have a hundred thousand people in a Reddit group or 200,000, they take another perspective on it. And, and the, yeah, there's all, all different and scenarios. And it's also the caliber of, of those people that you're influencing. Yeah. Like if you go and talk about it at school, not, not impressive, mm. but if you go talk about it at the Millionaires Club. True. <laughs> yes. True. Yes. Um, so let's move along. So, oh, you're driving this way, I don't know. Um, so, Michael outside Saylor. of CZ and Vitalik, um, Michael Saylor is definitely Saylor, yeah. considered the most sizable influencer in cryptocurrency. Would you guys agree? Yeah, he's, but he puts his money where his mouth is. Like, I yeah. think last time I seen, he owns like 128,000 Bitcoin. Wow. Under his company and is using that. And um, he done a stock buyback when yep. he, he released that to his investors saying, hey, we're going to be investing when the government was printing money left, right and yeah. center. Yep. And um, a lot of them sold their stock. I think it was at like $40 and now it's at like a couple hundred last last time I, I was on top of that story. Yeah. But um, he does put his money where his mouth is. Well, and what I love about him is that he's in the tech space. Yeah. So yeah. he knows about it. Like obviously he was the CEO of um, MicroStrategy, which is a data analytics yeah. and tech company. And like you said, he used the firm's profit to bulk purchase Bitcoin. So he saw a lot of... Um, hedge against inflation. That yeah. That was his hedge against yeah. inflation. Exactly what yeah. it was. Yeah. Did you want to say anything else about him? No. So he is a high-profile Bitcoin maximalist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's a big reason that um, institutional attention came to crypto. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He only, I think, when did he... Maybe got into it like 2020, 2021. Yeah. And um, yeah, now he's guest speakers all over the place at all different conventions and he sticks to his um, mm. story. And, and I know 
Yep, sorry. No, no, no. Oh, I was going to say, I know when we went to um, CryptoCon here in Gold That's, Coast. I was about to say, yeah. Craig, why don't you talk well, about Well, he, he was just one of the... Yeah, and he was one of the main events, wasn't he? So many people showed up just to hear him speak. Mm. I I think every little panel was playing his on every screen. So yeah, Yeah, he wasn't there live, but it was broadcast. Yeah, now this guy I personally haven't heard of, but you guys who are more heavily involved in the space may have. Gavin Woods. So apparently, Gavin Woods was one of the founders of Ethereum alongside Buterin, but has since gone. Um, and founded an Ethereum com- competitor. So do you guys know who this guy is? I have heard the name floating yeah. around. I think, um, what was it? It, it might have been him that done a guest speak note with um, Edward Snowden recently at one oh. of the events. I shared it in wow. our, our messaging group, which was it was quite interesting. It was Metaverse and Web3 and the start of the internet. I'll share it again with you, Craig. Please you do. would have really liked that. But, Please yeah, he's do. a... Is a chief technical officer. He was, so he must have something. Oh, okay. He was involved with the development of Solidity, which is the programming language used to write smart contracts. And then he went on to Polkadot, a network that allows users to create blockchains. So um, I don't know too much about him. I haven't heard of him, but I'm glad you guys have. Um, The next is, we've already spoken about him, Mr. Elon Musk. And... He has certainly never built, so this is to go on to your point, he's never built a Web3 product. However, has always still been extremely influential in the crypto space. And interesting fact is Elon Musk has come out. He's got a side account that no one knows it's him where he um, posts on crypto and and. and interacts himself with the other crypto following and no one knows who the account is and he's just sitting there. I think he said he's got under 10,000 followers. Is that account verified? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> so then, all right, let's see who's next on our list. Oh, there it is. I Charlie's going to pronounce this one for everyone. Anatoly Yokovenko. Say it again. Anatoly Yokovenko. All right. Well, let's hear a little bit about him. He Proof of history. The, he is the founder of oh. Solana. Oh, so you know all about him. Yes. I know a bit about him. Not not a lot. I watched a podcast on him and uh, another co-founder of Solana on um, Up Only TV, which was quite an interesting yeah. interesting one after um, Sam Bankman had backed them and got them on. And, yeah, he seems like a nice guy, pretty chilled. And, yeah, yeah they created proof of history. That so is so cool. The, this, this list that you've got, Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're deep into crypto, yeah. as is Jarvis here, um, <laughs> you know all these players. Yeah. But how many of them are generally outspoken about yeah. any particular... Well, it's interesting because let's look at what this one is. So, I guess they've, I guess they've, like Anatoly, Vitalik, CZ, they've built a product that's That's been successful, whether you debate it or not. Also, I I haven't seen in there yet, but um, Charles Hoskins, Mm. the founder of Cardano, he was in his um, Ethereum co founder as such in the early days. But generally, when Vitalik comes out with something, it's to do with. Ethereum network itself. Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. about the cryptocurrency. 
No, no. And he um, he did, does not like NFTs. No. He, he said that for a while, but maybe he's coming around on them slowly as, as things develop. Don't yeah. Know. Well, I mean... Like, like you were saying, just to go into what you said, there are, when I did look at it before, there were a number of different lists. Some had 12, some had like, yeah. and some of the people on the other list I, I had heard of as well. And I would yep. probably be more inclined to um, have put them a bit higher. So yeah, well, I guess. For instance, going back to Anatoly, like, yeah. um, I remember a tweet from Sam Bankman before everybody, yeah. before it all unfolded, where he said, Oh, I think I showed you, Craig, in the office. I'll buy as much Solana as you've got, blah, 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 for $3. Yeah, that's right. And, um, yeah, that, that that took the run from, I think it was 4 or $5 at the time up to 240 Yeah. 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 So wow. that was the power well, he so, yeah. had before ruining his name. Yeah. And that's right. See, Sam is on this other list. So I should have point, printed out a couple, but unfortunately. Yeah. No, but Nayib. Kelly, I oh, believe it is. I don't know exactly how to um, pronounce that one, he but is he is neither. the pre president of, uh, what is it, not Venezuela. Um, mm. Yes, president of El Salvador. El Salvador. I knew that's, that's what one. you were trying to uh, say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> El Salvador, which he's currently buying Bitcoin. Um, and giving it to his people, which is amazing. First country to send it is legal tender because yeah. El Salvador actually doesn't have a native currency. They were tied to yeah. US dollars, yeah. which 2020 coming into inflation, which is the same as Michael Saylor was working on, decided to yeah. hedge that that inflation. And I don't know that they so much hedged yeah. <laughs> as went, no, we're out. We're just moving completely over. Yeah. yeah, well, they work on now they've got legal tender for Bitcoin, but they've still yeah. got their US dollars, but now people can accept it, and now yeah. they're doing all sorts of, yeah. as, as, a, as a country, they can he can push forward a lot that other governments are, where, like, yeah. they're setting yeah. up a big mining center for Bitcoin um, using volcanic energy. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, he switched over to... Bitcoin because he believed that it really could build a fairer society. And I, I love that. Yeah, he's young, young. Um, yeah. I mean, although thing, so, yeah. it was definitely a brave move because. Especially he, at the time yeah, of like 50k he, Bitcoin. Yeah. But <laughs> the country lo has lost over $50 million since its mass purchase of Bitcoin. so But he keeps dollar cost averaging as a country, which yeah. is a lot bigger than our dollar cost <laughs> averaging. But, you know, he's, he's going to stick it That's through. That's the end of that list. There's during... two more names. on. There's a couple more. So you touched on Samuel. This is a new list. And then there is, who is this guy? Andre? Cronje. Cronje. I mean, they might be. Are they influential in blockchain or in crypto specifically? Yes. Because, like I said, I, I would I, say crypto. I, I get somebody out there talking about the network that they've built yeah. or the exchange that they've built and run and that type of stuff. And fair enough. What I was, and, and, and I mean, again, everybody has their own agenda, I guess, in those instances. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know. You're going to hear somebody that's built a specific blockchain come out and say, oh, look, this other blockchain over here is absolutely fantastic and way yeah. better than ours. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it's just generally not going to happen. Same thing with exchanges. Yeah. Um, but it's the people that 
aren't actually working, I guess, in the industry or the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah and I guess... That can move it so easily. That, yeah, yeah, and I guess my mind is not movers, but influencers as well. Yeah. could be um, Kobe, Crypto Cobain, yeah. was his old friend. Yeah. Um, we got Da Vinci 15. He was someone in about 2010 that said just buy $1 of Bitcoin, just buy $1 of it, and he's still in the space today. We've got... Uh, Anton Akinopoulos. Yeah, he was on was some one of the list. Of your, my your my lecturer. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Anton, if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, there's a world, world of people out there, but um, I guess that list pulls into fluctuating prices yeah. and influence. And um, yeah, I would say Elon Musk is definitely oh, number one in any industry. I think so. And do you know what I find? really interesting now that it's I digress a little bit so I'm sorry but a lot of the people that used to work um in the American like regulation sector putting these regulations in for the government jumped ship and worked directly for private enterprises getting them across the line so sneaky sneaky yeah, I wrote happens. the rules. I'll help you get yes. around them. Yeah. I know the loopholes. <laughs> oil, oil companies do the same thing. So. Well, they get Mine paid more companies. if they go, they jump ship yeah, once yeah. they've made those connections, and, huh? And what we've covered there are people that will influence crypto specifically. Mm. But aside from that, and I don't want to get into it sort of too much, but yeah. even just the entire NFT space and the influence yeah. of particular artists and things of that, that then, depending on which blockchain they're creating on, has an impact on. It's value and prices. Yeah, it? like the uh, Yuga Labs, the Dookie Dash key that sold for like $1.4 million wow. recently, a yeah. key, which, um, yeah, they're cultural trendsetters and they've got a great following community yeah. behind them, which they the same thing, influencer, business influence. And, and I guess that's a, an important thing, but back to doing your own research and yeah. realising, you know, what information you're taking in is that while, yes, you can have somebody that can have massive influence on something, there are so many other smaller inputs. Yeah. You know definitely, I mean? Craig, definitely. It's, it, it's like having a little boat on the ocean with a motor. That's all well and good, but the wind and tide will still have an impact on it. Yeah, yeah that's it. And it's the same thing, like, um, we've got influences of Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that's promotes right. Promotes it's, your it's bag whole, or clothing yeah, range. The, Suddenly, your sales are out the roof, and having to buy a factory and it's not to keep like, up with it. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like they, you know, make the bags or invest in the bags themselves. They get paid big money. A lot of companies do that. They pay someone who the sheeple will follow. <laughs> yeah, it's just you're not going to be down eighty percent. Well, you are down eighty percent on your bag for resale purposes, but people well, are. Yeah. Uh, people purchase, you know, people purchase that for a cosmetic reason, not to. Further as an investment tool, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of market movers, like influential people aren't the only ones that can move markets. You spoke before about exchanges and their impact on the market. Well, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot going on with exchanges recently. Um, and as you mentioned, Charlie, like, you know, you came in at one point, well, you know, I'd probably be looking at moving away from FTX if you have anything there. Mm. Um, Charlie's a market mover. <laughs> in the office. He, he, he is. Um, if only we had listened. But, but I guess, obviously, that there are, 
there's good and bad with exchanges. And by that, I mean, it's, it's the classic security over convenience, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not your keys, not your crypto, yeah. as we all know. Um, but then obviously you're feared on ramping and things like that. And to whole... tie, tie those back into our previous one, as, as, as a coin get listed on something like Binance or Coinbase, there's an influence in itself, and, yeah. it's cre- and it creates a whole, a whole lot more volume for that token. So if you were, so if you were to buy um, SHIB yeah. when it was only on Uniswap before listing on 12 exchanges in yeah. one day, um, that couple of hundred dollars could have done you very well. But then mm. there's a thousand other ones that you don't hear about that haven't gone to exchanges or haven't done what they've promised. And, That's um, right. It is the wild west. I feel out like the stuff. exchanges also provide a level of security. Yeah, you could make it a bit more money if you buy it, you know, in the black market or on one of those side <laughs> a decentralized exchanges. <laughs> decentralized. It's not quite some, a black market. Some, <laughs> some may think of it like that. Who knows what they think? Um, and now I've forgotten what I was saying. So. Security oh, buckets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it gives like a certain level of protection because you know, to get listed on one of those bigger exchanges, they've done like a bit of research, made a little yeah, bit, yeah, you know, so you, you've got that level of protection. Yeah. But I, I think that's true of the token itself. But with what we've seen recently, that yeah. level of security tends to have gone out the window when it comes to the exchange. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so and yes. it depends what exchange too. Like some of the major exchanges, yeah, they... They do a good bidding process. Yeah. yeah. Some of them have let things slip through, which are classed as securities by the SEC. Yeah. Which but is it's so we, hard because one day is, one day it isn't. Like no one really knows well, for sure. If we, if we talk to Gary Gensler at the moment, everything's yeah. a security except, except, except Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> which is, you know, interesting. We'll see how that one plays out. But also on the exchanges, did you see Binance integrated AI, AI art as well. yeah. recently? Art? AI art, text to, I, text you to know, image. I read something on this thing earlier when we were talking about the influence that um, CZ, aside from having opinions and ideas that move the market, extraordinary, CZ has also built very influential products. Mm, yeah. So products that have made trading easier and drastically lower technical barrier and art. And art. Yeah, well, they've uh-huh. got their NFT marketplace and yeah. um, now they're like, hey, people are doing it. People are creating that AI art on Midjourney, Dali E, um, Image Nye, which is a new one, which has a token back in as well. And and um, he's just adopting it. Like everyone's doing it, so he's just making it within his, his system. I don't know the whole procedure about yeah. that because to be a artist on Binance you're they've required recent uh, not too long ago they're required where you've got to have at least a thousand dollars a day worth of trading volume I believe if I remember correctly. KYA? You got a KYC? No KYA. Know your artist. Know your artist. Yeah yes. yeah yeah that's a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So with back to what you said about Gary Gensler. Yeah. And the NFTs and every other exchange. So, A, they've introduced some AI component to their stuff. Mm. Yeah, I think the other thing, and I don't know if it was specifically um, Binance that were looking at it, but there was um, 
AI used for market makers. Oh. That they were, I don't think it was Binance, but there are others that are looking at using it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which will get very interesting, especially, well, I guess it depends on what you hold and what laws, regulations, and, you know, things like that come in. Yeah. Um, what, what I'm trying to get at is if I go and create art with the AI and then that art is deemed to be, you know, an asset that a government decides to come after me about, yeah. can I then get the AI to defend me? Oh, like AI <laughs> lawyers. You can now, which is the, uh, what was it? Um, Harvey, the AI lawyer. Yes. yes. And right. there's also um, been one out of while, the Don't Pay, which is an AI lawyer. As well. Yeah, Don't that's the parking tickets and stuff. Parking but what about tickets. in America? They were about to have the first prisoner um, represented by an AI lawyer, but all the lawyers kicked up a stink and, and stopped it before it went through. Well, ChatGPT did pass the American bar for law. <laughs> what I find interesting <laughs> about that is that the, the lawyers, so lawyers on the other side that had done that, what kicked up a stink, as you said, but it gets back to the article like that I read that like was sent out the other day. With, mm. It was Ellen and Overy that we're now going to have 3,500 lawyers using Harvey. Yeah. So you've got some law firms, I guess, embracing it and using it to help speed So up. what I feel like the difference is they will embrace it as a tool to help them charge yes. people. But yes. if for a second it's going to take take their – they took our job. <laughs> um, take their job, like it's different because, like, one yeah. of the biggest price tags is court work. Yeah. If you need a barrister, an advocate, anything to stand in court, mm -hmm. that that's when your, your charges go straight through the roof. So – I defend myself. Hang on, Your Honor. I'm just yeah. going to type this well, in. But that's exactly it. Is, <laughs> is it AI defending you or are you defending yourself and using AI? But then control? they don't know any – I feel like there still needs to be human input because at this stage a lawyer is still a legally trained professional. So you may be able to use it as a tool to guide you, but I've tried – let me tell you, I have tried using it. And I'm like, oops, wrong, wrong. Oh, that one's right. So I feel like you need to kind of have a general gist. So if you give someone – you know, the wrong information and they rely on it and then it affects their liberty. Yeah. How, number one, how do they know it was wrong? Number two, who's to blame? Well, who's got liability? Like how, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I there's do. so many variables. There's still so there. much that could go wrong that it's not fair to have that level of reliance. I think maybe. that with Harvey and that system, it is specifically for legal and law. That's all it does. It's yeah. honed in. That's what it's trained on. Yeah. It has a and ton with, of information. And with having qualified people mm. training it and adjusting it, yeah. it learns from only that's, those qualified people. That, that's exactly people, part so. of what that, you know, next It's not me and Craig in there telling it different stuff. It'll be right for now. It's, yeah. it's not illegal yet. Yeah. But the, the other interesting one is um, maybe a month ago, the I believe it was a Colombian judge had yes. used chat yeah. GPT yeah, to, to define a court proceeding. Which again, Maureen, that was a bit ChatGPT. Yeah, not it, it was. By it was for a child banner, though, wasn't it? Something to do with a child, like, and to define care and something. I, I, I know the one you're talking about. I can't remember off the top of my head. I was going to raise the issue of mm. what happens then when it's AI lawyer versus AI lawyer, but we've just added a whole other level of complexity. 
when it's an AI judges. judge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's free AI there's ping pong in from each other. Again, I for one welcome our new AI overlords. Mm. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but while but packing your go bag you know and what? ready to run to the hills. I feel as though things are gonna change to accommodate that. Mm. Code is so black and white yeah. that it doesn't leave really too much room for grey matter and for things to be based on the merit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might be able to if we treat everything as either yes or no, and there's no possibility of take this person's circumstances. Like mm. law does also yeah. depend on, you can have guilty, not guilty, but then even if someone is guilty, what are some of the circumstances around this case? What are the merits? What is this person like? Will that, do you know, and there's all these yeah. other mountains of considerations that you need to take into account and it loses that human aspect, the compassion, yeah. the yeah. empathy, that yeah. all, of, all of those things that we would want to keep, like, Look, I, yeah. I know what you mean because I try to get the robot to tell me a joke. It does not tell me funny jokes. No, but it does I, not get But it gives you, you like, an answer. I so. think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that they were using as a tool. I mean, if you would go back, yeah. I don't know how many years, well, just a few years, I'll say, um, and the first lawyer to actually use the internet to look something up, like a precedence or something of that nature, as opposed to looking in a book, how is that any different than using the AI so, to troll so through long, it instead of you trolling yeah, through right. it on the internet? I reckon so long as it's kind of, um, I guess, controlled or within reason. Yeah. But it does, it really does kind of provide an unfair advantage for those law firms that are bigger and more well-funded. It's like the people that are, you know, sole practitioners or smaller law firms. That's That equipment, for now at least, is it's going to be expensive for that sort of licensing and stuff like that. Although it's worth it, the return on investment would be huge. It's only like a bigger player's game. Like, I feel everything starts out like that. Yeah. Like things start out, you've got one of them, it does very well, and then the competition comes piling in and yeah. prices drop and they start lowering and you get that happy medium. Yeah. You know, That's and you've right. got options. Do, but yeah. which speaking into that one, different options – um, Coinbase has released their Layer 2 base chain. Base chain. That's, wow. That's an what interesting that? move. It's uh, another another chain that got created by Coinbase. It's an Ethereum Layer 2 chain. Layer 2. Whoa. Yeah, and I love the way they've done it because I've seen all these Layer 2s pop out or forks of the EVM, mm. and I'm just like, just please don't create your own token with it. Like you don't need to create your own token. And Coinbase exactly done that. They just went, our wrapped Ethereum is going to be the native layer, and they're going to make the they'll make their money on the gas fees. Like I don't need a layer two where I bridge my Ethereum over. Then I need to go buy this other XYZ token to yeah. then pay for gas on that chain. Like yeah. make it nice and simple, and not so much of a money grab investment speculation yeah. as well yeah. where you just bridge your ethereum over you pay your gas fees in ethereum um your wrapped ethereum i should say and um you can enjoy on the ecosystem so it was done for the increase in speed and lower mm. costs and yeah i feel we're gonna coming into the future personally i feel we're gonna see a layer two <clears throat> revolution where yeah. Ethereum will become the base layer for security and all yeah. the transactions will be getting bulk send and it's going to be like a battle between all these layer twos to get market 
don dominance. I would it, say. it will, and then I think that will shake out to a few, a few, yeah, a few yeah, players yeah. as well. But yeah, very interesting on Coinbase's part to come out with that, and um, yeah, I, I like to see what's going to be built in the future. There is quite a few layer twos at the moment, mm. but I think we're going to have to wrap this one up, guys. And but before almost... we go, mm. um, let's not forget our yeah, meetup is next week. It's come around so fast. It it's does. already been a month since our last one. So yep. March meetup is next week on Tuesday. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. It is at the Duke's Parlour, which is the same place it was last week. Last month. Oh, but <laughs> last month. Sorry. But, um, oh, sorry. So if anyone, while we're just letting you know about our meetup, if you do have a question, please feel free at any time during the podcast to raise your hand or write it into um, the chat box. So if you have a question, feel free to ask. But to go on with the meetup, it is 5.30, the doors open, Duke's Parlour, the island, Surfers Paradise. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have games, pizza, drinks, networking. What else? And it's, it's a our, good time, our next it? big one from, our last, yes, from our last pitch night, So which went amazing. And this one's just going to be... Fun games, fun activities. Come have a chat. Yeah. Talk to talk yep. to us. Talk to others in the local yeah, community real on the Gold Coast. And um, yeah, just come out to socialize, network, yeah. and have a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, are there any questions before we go? I don't see any questions coming in. Nathan, um, nothing at your end. No. Nothing no. at your end. All right. Awesome, guys. Thank you Thanks for joining for in, in and listening. And we will see you same time next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.